It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Tuesday. Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Tuesday, January 10th. M&M Carnage hotline is open, 502-384-1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Don't forget, right now you get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit or steak and egg burrito or bacon, egg, and cheese croissant along with a 20-ounce bottled soda, any fountain drink, tea, fizz, freeze. All you have to do is become a new Refreshing Rewards member. Simply download the app. Register for Refreshing Wards. Earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Scooter Dingus is along for the ride the rest of the week. Good morning, Scooter. Good morning. Or afternoon now. Good afternoon, Scooter. Don't you know your show starts at noon? Redo in three, two, one. Good afternoon, <laughs> Scooter. Good afternoon, John. Uh, Eastern Michigan with a win this Woo! week. Woo! Let's go. Yeah, Big I, didn't, time. I didn't bring that up off the air. I just wanted to see your, Big your time. reaction. Four wins for the Eastern Michigan Eagles. Eagles. They get a win tonight. It's so over. they are. They got. Uh, they beat Central Michigan. They got Western Michigan tonight. Yep. See, I keep track. And uh, why do we care? Because if they win more than Louisville, Scooter wins a chunk of change. Nice little chunk. And the cards, of course, still at two wins on the season. So you got a you got a two win edge right now. It's, in this race, that seems big. It's the biggest buffer I've had all season, <laughs> and I couldn't be happier. Uh, can we go ahead and make the playoff twelve games now? Yes, because the semifinals were great. They were great. TCU versus Michigan. Georgia wins a game they probably shouldn't have against Ohio State. And we looked so forward to that game last night. Yikes. 65, which was over, by the way, <laughs> to 7. Georgia over TCU. The Bulldogs undefeated 15-0. They win their second straight national championship. We got spoiled last week with the semifinal games. We got spoiled because we expected the same thing. If TCU beat Michigan and Michigan beat Ohio State and Ohio State should have beat Georgia, this is going to be a great game. No, it was not. Georgia said early, we're going to punch you in the face, and we don't think you're going to punch back. Now, they did slap back. It was 10-7. to 7. They slapped back. Max Duggan, who I love, had a touchdown run to cut the lead to three. Georgia went on to score the next 55 points. And we forgot how good the semifinal games were. That is the largest margin of victory, not only in a championship game, not only in a playoff game, in a bowl game wow. in the history of the bowls. 56 had occurred five times. This was 58. National championship games are not supposed to be like that. But if you look at recent history, that's what we've had. Every championship game since 2018 has been a double-digit game. Now, we don't pay a whole lot of attention to it because it was Alabama versus Georgia or it was Alabama versus Clemson. The names were big names. We pay attention to this and we mock this because it was TCU. And a lot of people are saying now, they shouldn't have been in this game. They earned their way into this game. They did. 
They should have been in this game. They weren't actually in this game, although they were in this game. You know what I mean. Nine touchdowns for Georgia, at least two touchdowns in each quarter. That's hard to do. So what, they get a safety? Uh, missed extra point at the end. Oh, okay. That's how they got a field goal, too. A field goal and a missed extra point at the end. Yeah, That's the only thing they did wrong. Stetson Bennett, 18 of 25. That matches his age. He's 25 years old. <laughs> 304 yards, four touchdown passes, two touchdown runs. Probably won't play in the NFL. I mean, let's be honest about it. Can he? He probably won't play in the NFL. He'll but, get he'll get drafted like Tim Tebow got drafted. Tim Tebow won two national championships at Florida. He was a great player in college. He was a great quarterback in Steve Spurrier's, I'm sorry, in Urban Meyer's system. He was a great quarterback. Tommy Frazier back in the day was a great quarterback at Nebraska. Didn't translate to the NFL. Will Spencer Bennett get drafted in the seven rounds of the NFL draft? Stetson. What did, what did I call him? Spencer. I say it every time. you call time. him every time. Yeah. Every time. And you know what? A year from now, I won't even remember Spencer. I won't even remember to call him Stetson or Spencer or, or Stewart or, um, you know, whatever other two-syllable S name there is. He, I don't think he gets drafted. I don't. Now, maybe somebody takes a shot on him at the end of the draft, like Brock Purdy. Hello, he's going to start for the 49ers on on uh, Sunday, or Saturday, I should say. He was 18 of 25. He had a great game, and he's going to be – he'll never have to buy a drink or a meal in Georgia again. He'll be remembered for that. 589 yards for the Bulldogs, 188 for the Horned Frogs. Georgia had more yards passing and more yards rushing separately than TCU had yards overall. (laughs) Max Duggan, 14 of 22, 152 yards, two interceptions. He did rush for a touchdown. And it's time to move to the 12-team playoff. It's that simple. Georgia is your favorite next year, plus 375 to go, you know, do a Pat Riley three-peat. Alabama second choice plus 550, Ohio State is plus 650. Southern Cal fourth choice on the board at 10 to 1. Caleb Williams by the way, favorite to win a second consecutive Heisman trophy. Michigan is 14 to 1 with or without Jim Harbaugh. Clemson is 18 to 1, Notre Dame 20 to 1. TCU, which was 200 to 1 last uh, January to win the title is 40 to 1 next season. And remember, Max Duggan will not be there. Let's go to the Eminem Cartage Hotline, bring in David. Good afternoon, David. Yeah, thanks for taking my call, John. I know the game last night, it was like halftime. I had to step away for a little bit, but as I just checked in in the second half, it just seemed like the margins kept growing. And it just, you know, I think when I finally, the, you know, the last check in I did before I, you know, went to bed last night, it's like, 59 to 7. I said, well, I think Georgia's got it all wrapped up. No sense in staying up for the end, right? <laughs> I give Sonny Dykes credit at halftime, the TCU coach, when he was interviewed and it was 38 to 7. And yeah. the, the interviewer says, basically, uh, what do you do to get back in this game? I really thought he was going to say, are you kidding? We can't get back in this game. But 
He said, yeah. uh, we got to do this, and we got to not turn the ball over and just play with a little confidence. I give him a lot of credit for not just looking at her and saying, are you nuts? That's Georgia. Yeah, We're down 38-7. Um, yeah, because, yeah. No, it yeah. got so bad, I watched the second half of the Celtics and, uh, and Bulls last night. I'm you know, sure, I said, yeah. You know what? I'll, yeah. I'll turn it over during commercials, see what the score is. Yeah. Um, you know, the, 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 again, David, if you remember the semifinals, they were great. Maybe oh, they were, yeah, the outstanding. Yeah, the they were worth, you know, you know, sticking around for. And, you know, Michigan, and I, I don't know what happened to Michigan in the TCU Gosh, game, but I tell I you what, I, oh, man, Michigan really, really, really just, you know, they, they shot themselves. Are you under the you weather? Know, whatever man? they did to beat themselves or whatever. <laughs> David, are you under the weather? Oh, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. but, but I'm getting better. So, okay. you know, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I can right. hear it. I can hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right, buddy. Thank you, man. Get some rest. I got you. Yep. We sure will. Sure will. Appreciate oh, your yeah. call, David, right. as always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, Scooter, I'm watching Celtics Bulls last night. That's how bad it got. That's now, I, did, I did have a little green on the over, so I did I did I was keeping track there. Now, you all you've touched on the semifinal games. Yep. We, and we brought it up this morning on KRC, shameless plug. <laughs> Is would you rather have a good national championship or two Seven good semifinals? Seven and nine every morning games? right here on uh, Big X. That's right. Uh, repeated from 9 to 11. <laughs> Would I rather have what? I'm sorry. I, a, I was uh, trying to promote your other a, show. A good championship game or semifinals? Well, games? the semifinals are on New Year's Eve. At least they were this year. So a lot of people are going to watch the first game and then go do whatever they do on New Year's Eve. So this, this championship game is standalone. There's no Monday night football. There's no competition for it. Uh, if you remember last week uh, on New Year's Eve during the championship games, did we not have NFL football? I think we had a couple of NFL football games going on. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Or at least one late during the Rose Bowl. I don't remember. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think we did. I think we had uh, we had some NFL football. In fact, I'm sure we had a couple of NFL football games going on. So this is a standalone championship game, and I'm sure if you ask ESPN, they would rather have a great championship game because don't forget this game was on all of the ESPN platform. Mm-hmm. They had Pat McAfee doing ESPN two. They had a coaches show. They had things on the, something on the SEC network. Um, all their digital formats were covered by different things. They had the the camera from um, that that camera that hovers above the huddles on one channel. I mean, they they were, they want a better championship game. Did they you, they do. Did you watch any of the alternate broadcasts? I flipped over McAfee, who I like in in snippets. I can't watch a whole broadcast with it. I'll be honest with you, I. I really like McAfee. I, I like him. I, I enjoy I think he's great on game day. His podcast is phenomenal, but that is not the setting where you want to hear Pat McAfee. Yeah. He's just – he's way too excited for that. Yeah. Yeah, he is. And he was excited early. And I, I did turn it over in the second half. They didn't know what to say. And Kirk Herbstreit twice last night said, I don't, I don't have any – I can't have anything else. To, I don't know what else to say. This is total domination. Todd Munkin, the offense coordinator – has just made TCU's defense look terrible. I, and when Kirk Herbstreet says, I don't know what I what else to say, there really isn't anything else to say. Kirk's so good. He's he's fantastic. 
He's he knows the f- rules of football, but I also in think you don't say I don't know what to say. That's true, right? Yeah, especially twice. I can see it once because you want you want to emphasize how much of a blowout this is. I want to let you fans know this is so bad. I don't even want to talk about it. Say it once. Don't say it twice. Tony, but Burke. yeah, Kirk's great. Tony Burke wouldn't make that mistake. Tony Burke's never made that mistake. <laughs> Tony Burke's favorite, famous line. Uh, I'll, I'll let you behind the curtain a little bit here. When St. X is beating somebody by 40 points, he'll say about the other team, well, they're still playing hard. <laughs> That's his favorite. And I laugh every time. I try not to laugh out loud because the team's getting beat by 40. But I snicker every single time. It's a great line. And normally that team is playing playing very, uh, very hard still. All right, college basketball, South Carolina, Kentucky tonight. I know KSR touched on this, uh, or KRC, whatever you guys' show is called. I know KRC touched on this a lot today, talked about this a lot today, but Cal's not going to Texas, folks. First of all, we don't know Texas wants John Calipari. Now, there have been reports that there have been discussions through third parties and back channels about gauging Cal's interest in the Texas job. That's all fine and great. That's come on. He's got a lifetime contract. He's got the maybe the best recruiting class since the Wall Cousins um, Bledsoe class coming in next year. He's not going anywhere. Now I've heard this. Well, he'll take him with him. He'll take the you know the DJ Wagner with him. He'll take all those guys with him to Texas. Isn't one of them from Texas? Yes. Reed Shepard's not going to Texas. Nope. But he'll take all those guys. He's not going to Texas. He doesn't want to go to Texas. And by the way, he still thinks this season is not over. Kentucky fan will disagree with that. Uh, ask Ed if he can hold on till the next segment, uh, Scooter. He can hold. Yeah, he can hold. We'll, we'll, he's let's, got nothing to do I'll today. I'll tell you what. I don't want to keep him waiting, so let's go ahead and take an early break. We will break down the Kentucky-South Carolina game tonight. Look ahead to the NFL playoffs. The times, game times, networks are all set. And I'm not going to give you the six-pack today, but we'll we'll try to lean toward what we're thinking as far as the NFL playoffs as well after the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Air. Welcome back to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Carnage. John Spears in the studio. 1920 TCU and Center College of Kentucky in a bowl game. Center beat TCU by 56. There were three other games, including, by the way, this year's Purdue LSU game, 56 point spreads. But last night's National championship game, largest margin of victory in a bowl game in history, 58. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Garnett. John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage hotline is open, 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation. 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Get your text into that number. Texter says, uh, Stetson Bennett to the XFL. 
XFL will be gone before there's even a, another XFL draft. True. Come on. The Rock, I mean, I love The Rock. XFL, these things never last. It started with uh, the Donald and the USFL, and it continues today. We've had the XFL. What else have we had, Scooter? We've had it before. We've had NFL Europe. Did you hear Slam Balls coming back this summer? I don't even know what that is. Oh, that's from that's a real big throwback. Slam ball? Yeah. Jump on trampolines. And throw a ball at each other? Yeah. Oh, and it threw a hoop. Oh, threw a hoop. Yeah. Oh, you know, oh, it's not not it's not like dodgeball. No. It's ba- oh. basketball. See, slam ball where you're hitting people is much more fun. Let's go to the Eminem Cartage hotline. Scooter said he would call today. Hello, Ed. How are you, bud? I'm good. I can, I can go old school on you guys real quick here in these bowl games and stuff like that. And we discussed this on Friday when I was in studio with it. Let's just go back to having about eight bowl games in if you want. If you, you know, there's too many people talk about there's too many bowl games. They don't mean anything. Uh, this, that, and the other. Well, I kind of used to be that way. But I tell you what, if it wouldn't be for the bowl games that are there now, Kentucky and Louisville would hardly ever get in a bowl. As long, as long as there's gambling, we're not going to lose any bowl games. Gambling and money decide everything. You know it, and I know it. You'll probably get a few more down through the down through the years too. Of course, you're going to go to eight in the, uh, or excuse me, you're going to twelve. Twelve, which I think, which I think is good. But uh, uh, hey, I, I stayed with the uh, national championship game last night through the third quarter, and then turned in. Uh, it's a it was a great performance by, I think, a great Georgia team. Where do they rank? Uh, and I know, I know that they had trouble with Missouri. Kentucky held them to sixteen to six, but I think this Georgia team's got to go down as one of the great teams. Well, Even though they did have, they Ohio State did everything they could to beat them. Yeah, could. Yeah, Georgia lost fifteen guys to the NFL last year, and they didn't. They didn't skip a beat. And as I, I heard somebody say this morning, they got another 15 just waiting to play next year that got in late in that game last night. The running back that got in and scored a couple of touchdowns last night, he looked like a he looked like a Corum from uh, Michigan. He looked like a, a star running back last night. Of course, when you score 65, everybody looks good. <laughs> yeah, that's that's George is just going to reload. And there and and did you see at halftime? When David yes. Pollock said yes. that uh, yes. Georgia's the king of, basically he said Georgia's the king of college football right now, as Nick Saban was sitting right next to him, the look on Saban's <laughs> face was priceless. He didn't want to hear that. He didn't no. say anything, and he didn't respond to it. But you could tell as he looked at Pollock, he didn't want to hear that. No, no, and I like I like Nick Saban. I think he's a good coach. He's He's a good person, and he runs a good, he runs a, a great program. I think at Alabama, absolutely. But, uh, I, I I think yeah, the Georgia's now in the driver's seat. Now, when Alabama and Georgia play next year, if it's in the SEC championship, yeah, that's Alabama, where it'll be. They don't play in the regular season. Well, then they'll they'll have to prove that they, you know LSU's got a good coach now, and in in uh, uh, Brian Kelly, and everybody's looking at them as being the kind of the next team out of the SEC to make a move. But we'll, you know, we'll see. That's that's speculation. Uh, Texas A&M with Bobby Petrino. I look for them to make a big jump, big really? jump. Really? And no, I, no. I'm just okay. Being 
about that. I was getting ready to throw some money at you. Yeah, let's let's make a little bet on. <laughs> Look, Texas A&M's got. Not, will, there's no way they're going to be as they, bad as they were this year. They will be better. They will be better. Absolutely, uh, I agree. And Texas uh, A&M made a horrible decision in giving Jimbo Fisher that much money, <laughs> but they're. You know, my my employees probably thought I made too much money too. I know your employees think you make too much money. That's just mean spirited. <laughs> I, I work hard for this money. It's like Donna Summer. I work hard for the money. Oh, okay, okay. Who uh, who's who's X having the LIT? They will play uh, Seneca today. Seneca beat North Bullet yesterday, so Saint X will get a home game against Seneca tonight. If they win that, they'll take on the Ballard Bruins. Mm, that'll be a that. LIT is underway, folks. If you're looking, if you're a high school basketball fan, get on the KHSA website. Find a game in town. There's plenty of them tonight. I think there's eight eight games in town tonight in the LIT, and then uh, right. they'll move it out to Valley after this round, starting uh, tomorrow, I believe. I heard uh, our old friend Lloyd Gardner on the on the radio today, and he made some good points and some points that I don't agree with. But the LIT, in my opinion, and I've been around since before the sun came up, uh, I think the LIT is probably outgrown. It, it should be better than it is. And the reason I say that is they used to invite two or the three of the best teams yeah. from out in the state, LIT. It started on like a Thursday, and it was a true... Louisville Invitational Tournament. Well, now, I think know, it's it, – right, <laughs> hang on, hang on. People will argue with you and say now it's more of a true Louisville Invitational Tournament because there aren't any teams from out in the state in it. It is all Louisville. It, it, it is. But Lloyd also made it – if you really want to have a great tournament, invite three of the best teams in this region. And I'm not talking about going all the way to California or – or Colorado, or Maine, or wherever, bring in two or three of the best teams, have a have a 32-team or 16-team, whatever, and make it a great event and play it at Freedom Hall. If you want fans to show up, bring in North Laurel and Reed Shepard. Well, they tried to. They tried to bring, bring in. Bring in George Rogers-Clark, who's number one, considered by a lot of people number one in the state. Woodford County with Jasper Johnson. Jasper Johnson, bring him in. All you got to do is bring in four teams with either UofL, UK ties or top teams in the state. Well, the kid at Lyon County is is another one. You could – Travis, whatever his name is, yeah. It seemed like every year the LIT had a a great team from out in the state. I agree. Uh, Jack – Jack Evans played in the LIT. I think it was Brian much State. better when they did it that way. Now, they've tried a lot of different formats over the last eight or ten years. Um, but basically now anybody in Louisville is, is going to be in it. And really there are teams that played last night uh, that, that uh, you know, have no business playing in this tournament. Let's be honest about it. Well, I agree with you on that. But if, if they want to have a tournament, and they say you want to invite everybody from Louisville, say the Beth Havens and Portland Christians and the and the, whoever. Don't the girls still out. invite teams from outside of the city? Yes, 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 they do. Yeah, the they girls still LIT in- still does it that way, and I like it. I do but, like it better. But you could you could have a an LIT call it a pre LIT team. Those teams play off against each other, 
in the remaining two get to say the 15th and the 16th or the whatever seeds. Just, just an idea. Yeah. Just, just an idea. I can remember going to Freedom Hall, and again, this is before the sun came up and the hills were there, uh, when Clark County played a doubleheader, or excuse me, Pleasure Ridge and Clark County played in the LIT final. They had both played in the morning round, and uh, PRP upset that great one of those great male teams, and they came back that night to play Clark County, who was very good too, and Clark County beat them by one on a great play. That's when Randy Waddell played at Pleasure Ridge. That was one of the greatest LITs I have ever seen in my time. Man, that is before Man- the sun came up. <laughs> uh, Manuel Forrest <laughs> played great LIT. Yep. Uh, that was 1981, I think. Uh, there's some great Ballard teams that played in the LIT that won the LIT. Yep. I mean, uh, I mean, there was a lot of great players and a lot of great teams. I just hate for the – because I don't think the LIT – I think the LIT just gets brushed aside and nobody really cares. Or a, not everybody. Not a lot of people care about the LIT. Now, I lost my soapbox. Uh, on to the next thing. The Ed Show continues. <laughs> Is Calipari going to Texas? No, no, no. <laughs> you all uh, covered it great. Gosh. Oh, he's not going to Texas. Uh, he's not going if to he Texas. Does, Come on. Because there's something that we don't know about, but I can't see it. I mean, how old is Cal now? Uh, it doesn't matter, Ed. He's got a lifetime contract. He could be 80. And if he's going to bring in a recruiting class that he's bringing in next year, then if you're a Kentucky fan, you don't want him going anywhere. He's 63. Yeah, I mean, he's 63 years old. He's going to get up his family, which he is a good family man, a good person. He does a lot of things uh, in the community for, or does different things. He's not going to get a, a move, a gather everything up, move to Texas. Where did these rumors start? Well, he gathered everything up and moved from Memphis when he was fifty. Yeah, yeah. When he was fifty-two, that's a little different. That's a little different. Now Texas is not a. That's not a basketball world school. You're right. It's a good, it's a good football school. You're probably going to play second fiddle to football down there. I'm not probably. You would. You're play always second playing fiddle. second fiddle to football in Texas. Always. Absolutely. Whether Absolutely. it's high school or college, it doesn't matter. You're second fiddle. Well, they, they had a, they had a good coach. The guys at Tennessee now was a good coach. They ran him off. He got to a Final Four with Texas. Rick Barnes. Now you're, now you're getting me fired up. All right. They ran off Shaka Smart. <laughs> they ran off Shaka Smart. They ran off Rick Barnes. Yeah. Uh, they ran off Charlie Strong. <laughs> Apparently, they ran. They ran the, Chris Beard ran himself ball. off. Yeah. Well, yes, he did. Yes, yes he did. Yeah. But Texas has got money, though, Ed. Keep that in mind. They got a lot of NIL money coming in. A lot of big-time, big-money boosters that are going to give these kids NIL money. So if I'm Texas, I am looking for a slam-dunk hire here. Well, who would that be besides Cal? Well, I don't know. I don't know who it would be. But, uh, you know, Kelvin Sampson, is he ready to move from Houston to Austin? Kelvin Sampson has proven he's a terrific coach. Now, Indiana can hate him all they want, and I don't blame them. But he, he's proven if he can do one thing, it's coach basketball. I agree. Matt Painter? I agree. Or Matt Painter set in stone at Purdue? Yeah, he's not going anywhere. How about, uh, how about this one? I'm going to throw this name at you. are going to laugh because this is a Northeastern guy, I think. Danny Hurley. 
Well, yeah, he's I, done no, some I impressive things with a, a UConn program that had gone into sort of into the tank. And I'll keep Wait, what and I'll keep saying Rick Pitino and getting laughed at until it actually happens, and then I'll I will accept apologies <laughs> at the Eminem uh, Cartage Hotline. I wouldn't I wouldn't laugh at that. I, I mean, if if Georgetown doesn't come open, you know, Ricky is, is oh Georgetown Georgetown's coming open. Well, if if it does. Georgetown's coming yeah. open. They were going to fire Patrick Ewing at the end of last year, but they, they kind of said, you know what, we got to respect Patrick Ewing and what he did for Georgetown University. We're going to keep him on. And they still Agreed. haven't won a Big East game. So this oh, is it for Patrick not, Ewing. It's over. I would say the number one choice would be Patino, I would think. I agree. I would think. You know, the, the name Jay Wright. He's, he's getting, Jay Wright will get mentioned with every job from now until he just <laughs> they figure out he's not coming back, he's happy. He may want an NBA job. I think Jay Wright would come back maybe for the right NBA job, but I don't. I think he's really? done, he's done in college. I think, but I think you kick I, the tires if you're Texas. You kick the tires. You make the call. You make him tell you no. But I don't think I just, he's coming back to college. I, to me, he's not an NBA guy. It's just not Jay Wright's. Uh, how do you know he's never been in the NBA? I mean, was okay, Billy well, Donovan was Billy Donovan an NBA guy? No, no. Well, and, then he, okay. and then look at him now. Yeah, but were were Cal and uh, and Patino uh, NBA guys when uh, they went? Obviously no. not. But neither was Billy Donovan, and he's found success at Oklahoma City, and now well, he, now with the Bulls, he's he's one that that found success. Uh, it, it everybody happens. always thinks too if the Bulls ever have a bad year and he gets. Uh, let go that they'll bring him back to college. I don't know. He's probably got enough money and enough uh, to if he wanted to get out of coaching. I'm sure he could retire and live comfortably sure. in Florida. So. I, and I, I will say this, going, going full circle here, if Cal ever does leave, or if when Cal leaves and steps away from the Kentucky job, Billy Donovan's the first person I'm calling. And Brad, that would be a good, and, and Brad Stevens is the second guy I'm calling. I don't think Brad Stevens is going anywhere. I don't think either put, one of them would take it. Uh, but I'm yeah, going to call him. I can tell you that. Good good point. Good yeah. points. What about, uh, before I let you go, cards and uh, and Clemson tomorrow night? Clemson's 13-3. and Why would you bring it? I mean, I'm, I'm looking for the game where they have a shot to win. I think they had a shot in both of these last two games. Obviously, they were in the Syracuse game till the end. They had a nice, they had a nice comeback yeah. against Wake Forest. I'm just trying to find the game that they have a chance to win. That's all. Is Clemson? You think that they game. got a shot at Clemson? No, I don't. I mean, really. But you're the okay. expert for U of L basketball, not me. <laughs> not that. <laughs> That's why I'm asking you. Am I wrong uh, in thinking they don't have a chance at Clemson? The only way that they could win at Clemson if Clemson comes in and thinks, "Oh, we'll just show up." Well, somebody's going to do that. That's going to happen. That is human nature. When a team comes in and they got two wins and fourteen losses, human nature is who do we play after we beat this team? And I surely don't think they're going to beat Carolina this Saturday. I think it'll be interesting I to watch. I mean, well, okay. I'm not staying home not to watch them. I can tell you that. What kind of crowd will they have Saturday? They had a good crowd uh, last week. Well, I think they'll have a good crowd because Carolina brings people. They'll bring a bunch no, of people up here. I don't care about Carolina's to... crowd. What kind of crowd will Louisville have is what I'm asking. They'll have the same, the same 11,000 people that show up every 
home game will be there. They do have loyalty fans. Yeah. And it could go on and on and on. They do have loyalty. They do have strong fans. How can I make Ed feel I'm better not, since I brought up Louisville basketball? How about Louisville football, Ed? Jeff's got it going. He's bringing in portal guys. He's bringing in, bringing in some talent. That's for sure. What a breath! What a breath of fresh air. Uh, I always want Ed to leave on a happy note, Scooter. <laughs> all Jeff has to do now is win. Are you coming in this week? That's all. Uh, yes, I am. Thursday or Friday, or do you know yet? Yes, I am. <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right. Thank you, buddy. I'm not sure which day, but I'll let you know. Y'all have a good one. Take care, Scoot. See you, Ed. The John and Ed Show continues after the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. On Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage, John Spears in studio. Final segment of the day. Eminem Cartage Highline is open. 502 384 1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, 384 1450. Thornton's text line, 502 414 1450. Get your text into the show at that number. Text says, John, I remember when the LIT sold out Freedom Hall. This is a hot button issue, and I didn't think it would be today, Scooter. The LIT. Other texture says, John, I'm two years from retirement, so not a young man. Grandpa Peak <laughs> is, uh, t- uh, Grandpa Ed is talking about the LITs that were played when I was in elementary school. What a memory. Sharp guy. Wonder how many UofL fans under 35 know who Manuel Forrest is. It's <laughs> a good question. Uh, another texture says, Rick Pitino to Texas. I, I've, I've said that since Chris Beard got fired. The he- day he got fired. I said it's going to happen. Rick Pitino has been cleared by the NCAA. There is no show cause. There is no reason not to hire Rick Pitino if you have the ability to do so. Wouldn't he stay up in the Northeast? Plus, he's not he's, staying at Iona. Plus, he's happy at Iona. Look, it's a small it, Catholic university. It, would he go to St. John's? Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Would he go to Georgetown? Wouldn't surprise me. Texas is big. Texas is big. Texas is ready to win now. Texas, by the way, is ranked in the top 25. They're, they're sixth in the country in last week's poll. I don't know where they're at right now. How many years does Patino have left? Coaching. Um, Ten. I mean, he, that would make him 80. You think he coaches till he's 80? Okay, eight. <laughs> I'll go back to eight. Yeah, you know, I mean, how's Jim Beheim? I don't know the answer to that. I think he's 78 maybe. Yeah, you know, and – He's not going to quit. He's just going to keep coaching. I'm going to keep coaching until I. <laughs> 78. Yeah. What a genius. Lee Karnasek turned 98 the other day. Now he's not coaching anymore. Uh, how old was Coach K when he stepped down last year? 70s, right? Mid 70s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, Tino, he's uh, vivacious. I'd say 11. Uh, I'd say eight more years would not be asking too much from Rick Pitino. But do you want to win another national title? In the in this day and age of the portal and the NIL, you can go to Georgetown and they can be good in two years, maybe one year, if you're Rick Pitino, because you're going to be able to recruit. 
And you're going to be able to go into the portal and get people to come. Is Patino in the Hall of Fame? Yes, he's already in. Oh, he is. He should be. Yeah. He's a Hall of Famer. Um, do you want what do you what do you want? What do you want? Do you want to stay at Iona? You're not gonna win anything at Iona. Come on. But the do pressure you, is a do, lot less. Do you have but do you have the burning desire to get to another final four to win another national championship? If you do, then you're calling Texas. They're not calling you. You're calling them and saying, Hey, I know I I love Iona and I love the Gales and I love the Northeast. Look, nobody thought that he was going when when he got fired by the Celtics, nobody thought he was coming to Louisville. He's Rick Patino. He's North. He's a New York guy. Michigan made more sense at the time. Remember, it was down to Michigan and Louisville. Michigan made much more sense at the time. He'll go. In, he'll go anywhere. He'll be closer to his son. His son's in New Mexico. He'll be in Texas. I'm just saying, I don't know anything. But but I, the ego of Rick Pitino, Texas would be a great landing spot. Would Texas take a look at Richard? I don't think so. I don't think so. He didn't have great success at Minnesota. In fact, he got fired from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And New Mexico, by the way, they've lost two games since they were, we were talking about him being the last undefeated team in the country. No. No Richard Pitino. Now, maybe Rick says – I'll come down there and I'll coach for eight years. Uh, how about you give Richard a look? And if Richard get fired, maybe he comes in as the assistant in, in Texas, coaching, waiting. That's something a dad would do, but Texas has no interest in Richard Patino. All right, South Carolina, Kentucky tonight. Kentucky's a 20-point favorite. I said this before the Louisville game. They shouldn't be a 20-point favorite against anybody. But that here we are. They're a 20-point favorite, which tells you how bad South Carolina is. I looked up South Carolina. Their best wins are 60-58 to at home against Clemson. That was second game of the season. Rivalry game, by the way. And 65-58 over Western Kentucky. They're 0-2 in the SEC. They're coming off a 43-point loss to Tennessee at home. And now they go to Lexington. Is Cal to Texas a distraction for this team? Potentially. Is it a distraction that uh, we're trying to get ready for South Carolina and Oscar and and Toppin and uh, Wallace all made one shot on Saturday? They were three for 30 combined. Is this a distraction and and, and our coach is talking about leaving or or there are rumors that our coach is thinking about leaving? Maybe. Kentucky's 9-0 in Rupp Arena. They're 1-5 outside of Rupp Arena. They're 0-5 outside of Rupp Arena in the United States. They won in London. 1-5 outside of Rupp Arena. Yikes. 20 is too many. Good thing this is at Rupp Arena. Good thing it's at Rupp Arena. They they will be 10-0 after tonight in Rupp Arena. By the way, it was only 18-and-a-half this morning when we did KRC. But I don't think they cover. Well, I got to look then because I did it. No, it is 20. You're right. I did it. uh, It is 20. I looked at about 10 o'clock. I'm I'm taking the points here, just for the record, Uh, until they prove me wrong. Until they proved me wrong. Did they cover against LSU? I don't think that. No, I know they didn't. Mm-hmm. No, they, I know they didn't. So, all of a sudden, Louisville's a team that's covering spreads, and Kentucky's a team that can't cover a spread. Hey, who saw that coming? 
But South Carolina's terrible. They're seven and eight. Don't have a good. Win. I guess Clemson's a good win. Clemson's thirteen and three. So I guess that's a good win. Uh, but it was a home game, not a great win. I mentioned this yesterday. Kentucky went from thirty-six to forty-six in the net rankings. Joe Lenardi now has them as last four buys, not last four in, but last four buys. So basically, last eight in. Uh, in uh, bracketology, not good. The trend is not going the right way. By the way, one game tonight in the system, Scooter. Let's hear it. Auburn ranked twenty-first. Is on the road at Ole Miss. Ole Miss is eight and seven, and Auburn is a two-point favorite in Oxford. What? Yeah. Auburn is uh, twelve and three. Uh, but again, home game or a road game, I should say, for Auburn in the conference. A two-point favorite. The system says take Ole Miss in the two here. There are a lot of top twenty teams playing at home tonight, including Kansas. Hosting Oklahoma, Kansas 10.5-point favorite there. Tennessee hosting Vanderbilt. The Vols are 17.5 over Vandy. That's a Vandy team, by the way, that beat this South Carolina team. Uh, Kansas State is here, – here's one I like tonight. Kansas State is 14-1. and one. They were unranked last week. They are 11th in the country this <laughs> week. All right? So they debut at number 11. They are a five-and-a-half-point home favorite against Oklahoma State. Give me the Cowboys because everybody on that team is getting patted on the back. Oh, welcome to the top 25. You guys are great. You guys beat Baylor at Baylor. You uh, you beat Texas. You scored 116 and beat Texas. Your top 25, they are getting a lot of love in Manhattan, Kansas. And Oklahoma State is going to come in there tonight. I'm not saying they're going to beat Kansas State, but give me the five-and-a-half points there. Virginia, uh, 9 o'clock game on ESPN tonight. Virginia hosting North Carolina. Virginia ranked 13th. The Tar Heels are unranked. Virginia is a a four-and-a-half-point favorite at home against North Carolina. Uh, Wisconsin coming off that loss to Illinois over the weekend. One of the winners in the six-pack, by the way, the Illinois Fighting Illini is a uh, one-point underdog at home as a ranked team to unranked Michigan State. That's going to be a hell of a game. That is a 7 o'clock on ESPN. That's the early ESPN game tonight. And again, Auburn Ole Miss, to me, Ole Miss is the play, plus the two. All right, breaking news in baseball. You don't expect baseball news on January 10th, but here you go. (laughs) Carlos Correa has re-signed now with the Minnesota Twins. Wow. Six years, $200 million. That's about $33 million a year, if my math is right. He had a long-term, longer-term deal with San Francisco, if you remember. Took a physical. Giants saw something in the physical in the doctor's report they didn't like. Wanted him to get checked out. He said no, either take me or leave me. They said, okay, goodbye. He went to the Mets, same thing. Mets had a, I think, 11-year deal in place for Correa. Took the physical. Mets saw something they didn't like. So they parted ways. And now he re-signs with Minnesota, where he was last year, six years, $200 million. Now, a little bit less money, a lot fewer years, a little less average yearly salary here, and a lot less years. Why is Minnesota not worried about his physical? 
That's yeah. my question. Same. Why? What is it about this physical? Is it a heart issue? Is it um, you know arthritis issue? What are you seeing? What are the doctors seeing and reporting that these other two teams said? Eh, hang on. That the twins are willing to overlook because that's what it boils down to. Maybe it's just because they're the twins and haven't had a whole lot of. And he success. had a good year with them this past year. Correa was was one of the bright spots for mm-hmm. the twins. He played well. Started shortstop. Wasn't hurt all year long. Hit the ball. I mean, he's a, he's a great player. Great shortstop. But man, I would be if I'm Twins fan. I'm I'm asking questions like, why did, why did the Giants and Mets say no here? What in that report is the issue? All right, I said yesterday was Black Monday, as far as coaches in the NFL. And as I was going off the air, the fifth coach got fired, Cliff Kingsbury of the Arizona Cardinals. Now the bottom line is you can't fire the quarterback. They just gave Kyler Murray that long, big contract. You are tied to Kyler Murray. So what do you do? You get rid of the GM, Steve Kime. He's out. Cliff Kingsbury. By the way, Cliff Kingsbury was signed until 2027. He's going to make a lot of money to walk away from this franchise. If you're going to get fired, this is the way to get fired. Right? This is when you get fired. Yeah, we won four games and... Kyler Murray doesn't like me, so give me my money. I'll go elsewhere. That's the way to go. Where did he come from? Uh, Texas Tech. That's right, Texas Tech. I mean, yeah. he coached Baker Mayfield there. He coached Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, they they did okay. But uh, and here's the here's the bothersome part, and and Hard Knocks in season on HBO with the Arizona Cardinals has been great. Because they've been on this losing streak. J.J. Watt's going to retire. That was the theme of the show last Wednesday. Tomorrow night, last show of the year. And I can't wait to see Hard Knocks with the Arizona Cardinals tomorrow night. It'll be the final show. And your coach has gotten fired. They haven't won. They've lost, I don't know, seven in a row. If they had gotten into the playoffs, would they keep that show going into the playoffs? No, I don't think so. Just regular season? I think it is regular season. Yeah. Because it's a lot of access. It's a it's yeah. an unbelievable show. The access that you get for this show, and it was Detroit in the preseason, and this is the second year they've done in-season. Last year they did the Colts, didn't go well. This year the Cardinals. I don't know if you want to be on hard knocks in-season because it seems like you don't play well when that happens. If I'm an NFL team, I'm saying no. Yeah, I don't think they can say no. I don't think you're allowed to say no. The NFL decides whether you're going to be on the show or not. Uh, but Kingsbury out. Now, and the the scary part is it looks like Kyler Murray's going to have some say into who the next coach is. He's 24. He's got enough to worry about. He's got a torn ACL. Rehab, get better quarterback. Let us worry about who the coach is going to be. You can't let the you can't let the inmates run the asylum. And that's what uh, that's what we're getting to here. Great weekend of pro football coming up. We'll talk more about it tomorrow. Tony Burke will be in studio. I love Chargers Jacksonville on Saturday night. Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. It's going to be fun. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tony Burke will join me. Thanks to Scooter as always. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. I heard him, I heard him.
heard it, I heard it on the X. 